0: Video Vampires. I
1: don't
0: know. Are we ready? Uh,
1: uh, We are. Hey, Video Vampires here.
0: Hi, guys. uh,
1: Jessica and Mickey. This is our 50th episode. Well, technically, because we've done a lot of like holiday ones and we don't count them as numbers. So, technically, no. this is number 50.
0: And yeah, someone's still, counting.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I look at our SoundCloud. Ah, <laughs> so. uh, yes. Um, but yeah, this is number 50. We're still in Asia, um, Asian around.
0: Mm. But, um, you know, kind of off, uh, you know, traveling wise, we both saw uh, Midsummer.
1: I watched a lot of shit. Oh. So, so, Midsummer, I guess we'll talk about it first. Yeah. Because um, we both saw it. I loved it. Um, there's a lot of things about this that I like, and I saw it twice. So, it, it is a very layered movie. Um, I do think, and we were talking about this earlier about Ari Aster. Um, I do think currently he's one of the better filmmakers. Um, I mean, this is his, what, sophomore movie. So,. I think it's, I do think it's better than most things out here. I, I loved it, actually. So the second time around, it gave me a chance to kind of like see some of the layering, you know, yeah. prophecies that he's put in his movie. It, and it, I really like that because, um, it reads like a fairy tale to me. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about you know Hans Christian Andersen and the way the books are formatted. It it felt very much like that to me.
0: Yeah, I I liked it. I just um, <clears throat> I liked it. I re- I really did. I I um. It took me. You know, I I got into a debate about this because like my problem was, and I told you this is that I read an interview in Fangoria where like. Jordan Peele made this like really bold statement, of being like, "This movie has surpassed Wicker Man as far as like the pagan like or like the folk horror, you know, genre." And uh, that really made me mad because, like, you know,
1: <laughs> that's such, okay, but that's such like a like a snotty like no one can be better than
0: my favorite. It's not. It's not. You know, it, it was more the reason why it bothered me is because I mean, I feel like whenever you make a bold statement like that, this isn't Ari Aster's fault at all, and
1: it's Jordan Peele's opinion. I know,
0: but it made me so mad. But the thing is, the reason why it bothered me is because I feel like, at the end of the day, Midsummer and Wicker Man are like two different movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. But you know, one movie is this um, <clears throat> uh, critique on organized religion on on every side, but it's disguised as a murder mystery. And the other one is a uh, story about a girl being brainwashed by a cult. Well, it's that's- a
1: story about grief.
0: It is that's absolutely, absolutely. It, but it's it, it, but it's also how those how grief and madness can um, can make you susceptible to yeah. And and I so some that's why I mean when I say it. this is a story about a girl being brainwashed, but it just happens to be disguised as the Wicker Man. But at the end of the day, those are the only similarities. Like they're both using yeah, I don't similar,
1: think it's
0: yeah they're using sim- Man, it's not. No, no, they're no. They're using similar colors. You know, color. They're using a similar palette. But painting two different pictures. Yeah. And I, I really liked that. Um, I, I liked that about Midsummer. Um, I didn't like it more than Hereditary. And I, I've said this to you that um, I, I really like, I really like Ari Aster. I really like the guy who did The Witch. Uh,
1: yeah. I really
0: like, I, I do. I think
1: his, I I, 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 we've talked about The Witch before, but I felt like he gave too much to the audience. However, I, I'm really interested. To yeah. hear about his new movie, although I've been trying not to give myself too much, right. you know, um, but yeah, no, I think with midsummer, um, it it is brilliant, and especially. Uh, in the way i i watched hereditary i've seen it now three times but each time i find something that sure. i missed and so even with seeing midsummer twice there's so many more things like in the beginning everything is dark and then once she goes to this place it's so white that it's blinding yeah which is it's obviously him you know setting this atmosphere for us and then everything is painted out before you so the painting in her apartment um, is foreshadowing when they walk in there's tapestry that's foreshadowing that oh, yeah. they you know like there's just so many things um, that tell you the story, so you know what to expect. Um, I liked all the trippy shit. I did.
0: I know. Um, I know. I, I, like, uh, I guess what I was saying, though, is that, and I, I know this is going to sound really cynical, but I'm not. I, I actually mean this in the most positive way possible. I don't think, I said this to you earlier, I don't think Ari Aster or Jordan Peele or the guy who did The Witch, whose name is fucking escaping me, but I don't think any of them have made, like, the... The you know the the classic horror movie yet like I don't think they've made that movie that's I feel going like to get be
1: out, I get out get out actually I don't might know. be I don't I think because you put those type of movies on a pedestal. So you know, and you think of them as like no one can top this, and if they do, it has to be this certain way. But honestly, Get Out is a brilliant film. Get Out is brilliant. And then I, the more I watch Her- Hereditary, the more I like it. I like this. So I, I, you know, you ask around people who have seen it. Some people said they were disappointed because it's not the same type of horror, no. or it's not what they were expecting. I feel the opposite. People were like, Oh, it was the same story. And I was like, Yeah, of course. His stories are, are very much drenched in, in grief in yeah. different types of grief. Yeah. So it does have the same arc, but it's more like I, I didn't think it was the same movie toned down. I felt like it was more of like a yin and yang type of Oh, thing. it's a companion
0: piece. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's great. You yeah. know? Uh Tony Collette, you know, she's grieving the loss of her daughter. So she turns to this like weird, like, you know, she's like this lady's like, Hey, you know, I could Talk, make it. Yeah, I can have you talk to your daughter from the from beyond the grave, and it's like, and and in this case, this girl, you know, and again, I don't want to give any away about Midsummer, but she experienced something so fucking tragic in the very beginning of the movie that kind of dictates like her being like, I am going to go along for whatever ride because yeah. I am dealing with. And I like, I, I don't think they're the same movie. I think that they, like you said, they're dealing with similar topics and just showing the different roads that people can take. When you're suffering, you know, and and I, I like that I'm I, I don't and I'm not bashing Ari Aster. I just think that there's going to be he's going to make a movie that's going to blow all of these movies away, and that well, I believe I think
1: that. that's the. I mean, uh, take David Fincher. Even he's talked about um, Seven before, and when even he's watched it, and he's like, wow, how like. Juvenile, this movie is, you know, but he's a prick, so he shits on himself. That's fine, you know. But now, I mean, if you're comparing, you know, his his work like Gone Girl to Seven, there's improvements, and I think there's improvements in in every director like that. So, and again, this is like his second movie. Sure. So, the, and, and I I know the interview that you're all no no up, no no. But no. I feel like it was. It's good for 2 direct like up and coming directors to kind of like
0: jerk each other off. I love it. Yeah, I love. It. Hey, look, I am the last person to complain about a director or an auteur or anybody jerking off on camera. Like, I am a big fan of of like that indulgence. But it just it again. Like, I just feel like whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't even got. I just don't feel like we've gotten there there yet. Where like we can say like, oh, this movie is. I, yeah, Midsummer and and uh Hereditary and uh The Witch. Get out, I totally agree. I think it's I think it has <clears throat> reached that level. Yeah. Um but those the other three, like, yeah, they're fucking amazing. But also don't forget that we've had a really bad like spate of like shitty horror movies. Like the funny thing is like so I, one of the reasons and I know you felt the same way. One of the people I loved in Midsummer was Will Poulter.
1: Yeah. And
0: in the when I saw Midsommar, I'm sure I'm pretty sure you saw you know you went to the same theater I did. Yeah. The opening preview was that infuriating fucking trailer for it that me, you, and Heather watched, not I've
1: seen it so many times. Yeah. And I just I And it, it annoys appreciate. me every
0: time because it's like, oh man, you are giving away everything. And 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 the reason I bring Will Poulter is because he was originally when um the guy who did True Detective uh, Carrie Fukunawa was gonna do it. Will Poulter was his pick for Pennywise, and it's just such an interesting choice to me. I really like Will Poulter a lot. I don't know why, because his character's not that. His character's is kind of like that obnoxious shithead friend character in every horror movie, but I just love him because there's just something very like interesting yeah. about the way his. He's just he's a cool dude. I just love him. He's and kind of
1: a prick, but like we, everybody kind of loves the the funny prick, you know. Yeah,
0: um, I liked it's everybody. I, know, I liked, I, in fact, I would say I liked everybody and their characters, except for the dude that wasn't uh, Seth Rogen.
1: Oh, the boyfriend, yeah. Christian. Yeah, Christian.
0: Just, he just drove. I mean, everything about him from the beginning. He just. I guess what I'm saying is that there was not a single moment of of. Man, I can totally see why... You know, it's like when you when you have that friend who's dating that shithead, and you're like, what a fucking Sometimes shithead. Thing- but there, you always see that one thing they do, and you're like, oh, he's but he's a funny guy, or he's this. And this guy's just a douchebag, and he's well, not he's, Seth Rogen. he's
1: a prick, but I, I think all the guys in there are sort of pricky, sorry. But um, I don't really think he did anything wrong. The, I think the thing about his and her relationship is obligation yeah. rather than, you know, love and, and fear and, and cowardness, yeah. really. Um, but... I, I don't think that makes him a bad person deserving of, of uh, anything
0: that happens to him in yeah. the movie. Um, I liked Midsummer. I'm going to see it again because I. You should. I, because the more it's. It, and this had the same thing that us had with me, where it was like, I saw it, I was like, oh, I liked it, but I wasn't like, you know, I didn't feel swept off my feet. But as time has gone by and I've thought about it, like, I'm not even reading interviews or articles, I just think about certain things. And I'm like, like, there's a. Um, there's a great – again, I don't want to give anything away, so I won't. But there's – there's the whole idea – I really like the idea of like this is a movie about her being uh, brought into this like this kind of cult and how like everybody else that she's turned to for like comfort yeah. has like kind of been like rejected her and not understood how she feels. And then like – and there's this great scene that I won't give away where like – just. Well, no. All right, fine. The so screaming scene, yeah. No, not just no, not but not but but yeah, the screaming scene, but also the scene with Seth, well, not Seth Rogen, when he's when he's getting on with one of the cult chicks, and they, they start like imitate, they, they start like
1: oh echoing yeah, it's and he, perfect, it is, it, but and it, he's
0: looking around, he doesn't understand the idea, but they're sharing this moment with her, yeah. and he can't understand. Well, he's that.
1: also been drugged.
0: You know what? That is a stupid <laughs> excuse for everything. Uh, check out Midsummer. I uh, liked it. Yeah,
1: it's it's worth seeing a few times for sure. Um, I I think both Jordan Peele and Ari Aster are probably my two more favorite directors of this timeline. So I'm really excited to see what future stuff. I mean, Ari Aster's stuff is like bleak anyway, so I love it. And then it's weird because Jordan Peele's stuff is is dark obviously but it's it has that like kind of funny tinge to it that comedic thing so i i love both of them in very different ways yeah um but what else did you watch because i watched a ton of shit over Uh, fourth of july i just didn't go outside uh, you know
0: i showed my my niece uh or, you know, my, you know, my niece, uh, Little Monsters. Uh, oh, yeah. Time, which I, I completely forgot about how fucking rad that movie was. And also how fucking dark and creepy a certain part. Like, not just like, oh, I because I, I have this theory that like, you know, or not this theory, but this feeling that, hey, you know what? Sometimes little kids need to get the shit scared out of them. But even I have a limit where I'm like, man, I don't need to see her like, seeing Frank Wally like peel his face off and like have that weird monster face and like or or fucking or but would
1: they even understand at that point? Although he, i something saw Cat's on eye. a little
0: on a little level they can understand something's off. And yeah. or Rick Dukeman, who I love, it's like the one time he's in, in a movie where I'm not laughing, uh, where he plays like the henchman and he like rips some kids' head off and then replaces it with a weird like doll- yeah. dummy head and like then and it's just like it's kinda horrifying. The guys who wrote it wrote the Pirates of the Caribbean films I was like, man, what else have these guys done? Um, nothing worth. Um, <laughs> uh, but that—that's a really good one. Um, you know, they've, they've done some good stuff. But yeah. uh, but little monsters, and then I saw Spider-Man finally. Oh,
1: I wanted to see into that. the Spider
0: Verse, not the new one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I did want to see into the Spider. verse Into the Spider
0: Verse is fucking fantastic.
1: I heard it's great. It, I've never seen. I still haven't seen it.
0: Rarely do I agree with the Oscars or the Academy Awards, and that one won Best Animated to Film. Totally yeah. deserved it. It was. It is let me put it this way. Kate, my fiance, she's not a comic book fan and you know, and, and it's weird because when you think about like what this, when you hear about the plot, you're like, Oh my God, this is going to be so hard to keep up with.
1: Yeah.
0: Super perfect. Um, it's great for people who are fans and who know like the backstories. It's also great for people who have no fucking clue or just walking in. They even make a joke about how many times the Spider-Man story origin story has been told. It's fucking rad. Um, My biggest regret in the past few years is not seeing that on the big screen because that would have been lovely. Um,
1: Is that the only thing you watched? Those things?
0: I really can't. I watched the episode of Stranger Things, but that's it. Oh,
1: I – well, see, I watched it because, again, I didn't leave my house for like four days. I had four days off, and I was like, cool, Gonna just vibe out in my apartment that I would pay an ungodly expense for. Um, but I went through it. I really liked it. I liked it more than season two for some reason. I just it just didn't do anything for me. And I really don't even remember it. Um, to to be honest. Uh it took a second for me to like get my bearings off. But for me, this was more nostalgic. It had it it very much is centered in the mall, um, where I spent a lot of years, especially like my preteen years, you know, like. You just went to the mall. That's where you hung out. Um, Pre-cell phones, you know what I mean? So everyone just kind of meet up there. I I really liked it. I ugly cried. I laughed. It is heavy on the Russian... stuff which is very nos- 80s nostalgia yes. um but you know it, it it overdid it for me I mean some parts are really annoying like the banter but they they did this like sitcommy banter between hops and uh the mom what's her name
0: why Ry- not mm-hmm. what's her name I you know her,
1: her character name Pam Winona or Winona something I don't know <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> it was just almost unbearable to the point where you're like I fucking hate them both uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny <laughs> you're like get divorced but you they're not married but I, I, you know
0: like i love stranger things season one and i love stranger things season two even more uh my problem with this first the you know, only watched the first episode so far i've been been super busy but uh, i had a problem at the beginning where it's like i feel like every stranger things season starts with scientists like working on something something goes bad and they look at each other like oops you know and then there's this one part where i was like are you fucking kidding me and it's this part where where um they do a flashback to when Sean, Sean Aston is in season two. He plays Winona Ryder's boyfriend and they're watching cheers. And I, I want people to go and watch this clip because nobody ever talks about a show that they think is entertaining the way Sean Aston talks about it on stranger Aww. things. It's it's, but it's so dorky. It's like, yeah. I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, man, I really wish that when that, when, when his character, uh, was written off the show in season two, I got really emotional. I was like, oh my God, like this is a, maybe yeah. it's because he played maybe it's because they're 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 tugging at my heartstrings with like this is Mikey from Goonies or this is Sam from Well the Rings. I don't wanna know.
1: Yeah, I know. God damn it. <laughs> no. You guys just have to watch it. All right. Um, I, I really liked it. They they introduced new characters. Um I think it's like the first or for Stranger Things, it's um you know a, a new lesbian character and a what a lesbian. Uh, but yeah, I it actually played by um Ethan Hawk and uh and um Uma Thurman's daughter, um who I like, which is weird because she has the same voice as Uma Thurman. Like all I hear is that, which is kind of strange. Um, but I watched a shit ton of things. You lay it on me. Um, so I watched uh Knife Heart. Did you see it yet? Oh my god. I fucking loved it. It's like it's like Black Christmas mixed with cruising. It's definitely got the best parts of those like slasher 70s films. You Plus, just sold me. Dude, I'm I fucking loved it. I, I can't even tell you how much I loved it, but I loved it. Um, I like the music. I like the vibe. It's. I don't want to say anything about my favorite parts because they're definitely going to be everyone else's favorite parts, you know? Yeah. But it's worth watching. I think it's still on Shudder. Um, it was on Mubi for yeah. a while, so it's definitely accessible. It's even worth renting. Um, it's a French film. Uh, it is uh, Jan Gonzalez, um, who made it. Um yeah, i I fucking loved it. Um I want everyone to watch it so I can talk about it more, but for sure. It's definitely it's about like this uh porn director, gay porn director whose um actors are being murdered. Um and so, you know. Craziness ensues with with that. But the the scenes are just like incredible and great.
0: first second I thought you said cruisingness ensues and I was like, Oh that's funny because it's it. yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I also watched Too Old to Die Young, which is the Nicholas Winding Ruffin, Winding Ruffin, and and W R. He doesn't
0: give a shit if you um, mispronounce it. He's so yeah, cool. It's a Ruffin
1: film. I. It's weird because I don't know how I feel about it yet. Like like his most his films, I think they're stunning. Like they look great. They're very stylish. Uh, it's very like, like it belongs in a fashion magazine. They're beautiful. Scenes. Yeah, Neon
0: Demon was one of the best movies of the past three years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You think that, but I'm saying it, it, it's similar to that. Like he's just got things drenched in color, and um, I, I, there's so many things that I loved about it, and I also, at some points, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching? Why am I fucking watching this?" It's incredibly slow. Um, the first few episodes, I, it's just insane and slow and you're like what the fuck does this matter to anything and you Um, just want to
0: punch Miles Teller in the face I like
1: Miles Teller because
0: he's got a fucking punchable um, face
1: it's very um, I I wouldn't say it's anti-cop but it is very anti-cop it's more of it plays on um, the this like social commentary of how like regularity is is disgusting which I I really I really find funny the way that he had the the LA police played in this show is just it's everything i i really enjoyed that i i do like all the characters the woman who played uh Yaritza is fucking phenomenal there's this whole uh santa morte um play within it um there's also there's like ozymandias type of character he even says you know out he says the line like you know i am jesus king of kings um so it's, uh, it's so strange. Like, in, in one part, I fucking loved it. In another part, I hated it. And I think he is an insane person. And it's just.
0: I think that's why he's brilliant, is because you have that reaction that you loved it and you hated it. Like, I uh, But also, you-
1: does, did he fuck his mom, Ruffin? Because no. every movie has this Freudian, like. Uh, but I, I uh, otherwise. I, liked I don't him. think
0: he fucked his mom. I Nicholas mean, Wine again, Riffle. I'm
1: not judging that porn. It's like very popular right now in cess porn. I watch it, but you know what? Um, I think he has to get over that. This is like the fifth movie. It's it's actually probably what the third. Uh, Only God Forgives was heavy on the mom fucking too. Sure. Um, and it's very it, it, even the father daughter relationship. Oh, uh, who is it? One of the Baldwin's, Stephen Baldwin, I think it is. Um, there's this scene, and I'm I'm gonna spoil it. I'm sorry, so just... Stephen
0: Baldwin from, like, Biodome Stephen Baldwin? like yeah, crazy not... Relig-
1: no, that was, um... That's
0: Stephen Baldwin.
1: Yeah, then it's Stephen Baldwin. It's not Alec.
0: No, I know that, but, I mean, you're saying <laughs> that Stephen Baldwin is in the New Nicholas Winning Reference?
1: Yes, I'm saying that.
0: That's insane.
1: A Baldwin is in it, but he plays, like, this hideous father figure, and there's this... um Maybe it's not. It's the other Baldwin. Who was in, um... Flatliners? No, well, I don't know. Vampires.
0: Blown away. Was it blown away?
1: No, no it's uh, a backdraft. Who is that Baldwin?
0: Uh, William Baldwin.
1: William Baldwin. That's who. He's name. awesome. I love him. that's William. Okay, he's William Baldwin is the one in in. <laughs> but there's I'm spoiling it. So five minutes. Um, he is in. He's having this like sort of deranged heart to heart um talk with uh his daughter's much older boyfriend. And in it, um, he basically was like, I saw you guys fucking. And then he starts jerking off. In the, in it, and it's so fucking weird. And it's so long. It's like the longest jerk off scene. And you're just like, it's, it is hideous. You're like, this is disgusting. Like, I I don't want to say what happens. I'll stop. This is the end of the spoiler. But it's it Did feels he? deserved.
0: Oh, um, so he comes.
1: Uh, yeah, he comes.
0: All right. All right. That's it. That's it.
1: Um, to completion. Um, yeah. And then for 4th of July, I watched Hardware, which is, um, the weirdest, greatest movie I've seen in a while. Richard Stanley? Yeah, Richard Stanley, who's a piece of shit, apparently. Um, I can't remember, someone told me there was like all this controversy and he's like a douchebag, but, um, I don't know. This is the only movie I've seen of his. I, I really liked it. It is very, um... Uh, obviously, like, Terminator-ish type of movie, except they're in the future. Um, And then, you know, her, this guy who's, like, scalvaging finds this robot head and brings it back to his girlfriend's apartment, and it becomes alive, but it can also control everything. Because we're in the future, we're in this, like, weird future um, where everything is controlled by these, like, 1990 computers. Um, It's great.
0: I heard he got sued for that because he stole somebody's idea. That might be, I don't oh, know if that's really? what Really? heard. that's
1: it. Yeah. Um, either way, I thought it was really fun. It's a really fun, ridiculous movie. It's narrated by Iggy pop. Um, and then it also lemmys in it. So <laughs> it's just got these weird cameos. It's super fun. And then I finally saw existence, um, the Cronenberg movie, which I, I've never seen before. VR um, video drum. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally, uh, I finally watched it. Uh, it's way better than I anticipated. It's very strange, uh, very sexual with the plugging in of the ports and the, there's like always someone's finger in the back, which like made me squirmish, which is what he's good in, um, at, uh, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Um, it's very now thinking about inception. Um, I was like, Oh, he must've drawn from, from this yeah. movie. Uh, it, it's like, very 90s, very kooky. Um, <laughs> I like that. Also, those like pods are really strange. Um, I thought it was super fun. I, I'm kind of, I was like pleasantly surprised that I I liked it um, more than I did for some reason. I thought I wouldn't like it because there's a few Cronenberg films that are not good. Uh, I have cosmopolis. It, I didn't un-
0: see it. Um, so yeah, you shouldn't. Every Cronenberg movie I've seen, which is a yeah. lot. Um, I'd say it's like seventy-five percent of his. Yeah,
1: same. But there's there's a few ones that there's ones I've. Uh, oh, I like I I mean I like most of the ones he's done more recently, but
0: I'm I haven't just seen to Watch
1: him. That's good. Um, and then to dive into um, the Korean um, movie database, uh, because that's where we are. We're we're still in Asia. We're actually in Korea now, so we wanted to do at least the three extremes, you know, China, uh, Japan, and Korea. So I've watched a few Korean um, films, some early Korean films and um, some other Korean films, and and we're actually doing um, this really great, interesting film um, called, it has many names actually, but Woman Chasing the Butterfly of Death. Um, Killer Butterfly yeah, also Killer Butterfly or um, women, woman being chased by Killer Butterfly. It's really strange. There's like all these different maybe translations um, that come with it, but it's called a few other things. But, um, I watched um, this Korean movie called A Devilish Murder or Devilish Homicide. It was shot in 1965. It's all in black and white and it's like a, kind of like this weird Catwoman ghost story. Uh, It's, it's great, um, especially, and, and I found this on YouTube, by the way, um, so a lot of these uh, Korean classic movies can be found on YouTube, um, so go on there. Again, it's a great resource. Um, there's, like, these really great wide shots um, that are, especially of that time period in the 60s, uh, you know, there's, like, a doorway in a really r- wide room, and then someone's standing in there, and then it, it pans up, but... Um, it's basically about this man goes to uh, he was invited to an art show and by the time he gets there it's closed and then there's only one painting left and it happens to be a painting of his ex-wife who just disappeared one day um, and so this man takes the the painting and finds the artist and and somehow he sees his his ex-wife and and uh, it's it's really strange so uh, I guess his ex-wife was. Um, his current wife he's he's married he has three kids and so he takes the painting home and he thinks it's haunted and it actually is and it's this like woman ghost who's like trying to exact her revenge because his current wife is actually the one who killed her and uh, uh her and uh, his mother actually are the ones who killed her and then she tries to exact her revenge but it's very strange okay um I but it's awesome um i I really liked it it's it's about an hour and a half long um it's definitely goes into a religious thing a little bit like after everything happens they pray to Buddha and then he gets his kids back and then the movie ends but honestly it's it's great it's worth watching the actors are great there's really simple effects that make it really good you know like ghosts moving just in one track like down very fast and Mm -hmm. and they utilize this um, like cat folklore too into it you know the when the woman dies there's nothing around but a cat and so the cat assumes her like ghostly form Yeah, I, I loved it, and then um, I actually hadn't seen this in a while, so I watched The Tale of Two Sisters,
0: um,
1: <laughs> the Korean film. The oh, Korean I know film. I've seen it. Yeah? Well, I guess it was the first Korean film um, to ever get an American release.
0: So I had shown um, Kate, uh, I showed her The Thing, and I was like, this is one of the scariest movies of all time. And I love The Thing, and it's it just one of those movies, more you watch it, the more you just fucking love it, appreciate it, get freaked out by it. And we watch it, and I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. She was like, it wasn't that scary. The scariest movie I ever saw was this movie called Tale of Two Sisters. <laughs> and this is this is when we first got together. Like pretty much we have been dating for like four or five months at this point. And so uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'm let's I do love it. that about you. So Kate. we we uh, we popped it in and she is freaking out and I'm just like what the fuck? It was good, but you know it's the same thing with the Jordan Peel thing. It's like somebody overhypes it and then you go in you're like I'm expecting to like shit my pants and because if 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 you think this the thing isn't scary, it
1: is scary though. I mean, it's not the thing scary. It's not. No, but it is. It is a great piece of green cinema. It's
0: got some creepy moments, and it was funny because I remember like. Um, it, it clicked in my head. It's like, oh my God. That was like, that's, there was this movie with Elizabeth Banks and she's like the stepmom. Oh yeah, it was, it, it was, it was remade, remake. an American yeah, remake, which is I've, always bad.
1: They're always bad. But we watched, um, you know, A Woman Chasing a butterfly of Death, which is in a weird period for Korean horror. Um, it's 78. Yeah. Um, which is kind of great because it is it is more like a horror mellow drama. It is. Um, and it's made by a, a legendary um, director. Uh, Kim. I'm sorry if I butcher any of these names, but i um, Kim Ki Young, um, who also made uh the hand,
0: the hand, the housemaid,
1: housemaid, the house housemaid, um, not the handmaid. Yeah, you know, um, which is notably one of the best um Korean films ever made. Well,
0: yeah, and something you had mentioned to me about before, and I so I did a little bit of I you know not a lot, but I did a little research here. Uh, Korean there was a Korean film censorship. Yes. Um it was uh in the
1: like sixties and 70s mm-hmm. yeah. I think
0: through the eighties until yeah. like the, the until the, like
1: the they had like a really big horror revival in like the nineties and two thousands. Mid the
0: mid to late nineties, yeah. Uh, where you can only depict positive side of Korean society. Um it was uh it was strongly enforced under military regime, um, led, leading to a major decline in Korean film industry. Um this is what I thought it was interesting. And I think this is actually carries over to this day where there is a special – so they, they have the same rating system we do. Yeah. Except there's a special rating that's past R. Um, it's kind of like our unrated rating, but it can only be shown in specific theaters that do not exist in South Korea. So it's like they there's yeah. some South Korean films that will get rated – basically get this rating that says – Yeah, he's got a few
1: films banned.
0: Yeah, you'll never play in in, in this um, country again.
1: So he's a really interesting director and and he has like this wild kind of storyline um he made propaganda films during the Korean War for e- some the United States intelligence uh, service um,
0: USA 4th of July yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he also studied to be a dentist and I think that's how he met his wife who actually financed his films um, so it's kind Sugar of great. mama. so she yeah she actually worked as uh, she had a, her own dentistry business and she financed his films so it gave him this freedom to kind of do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. um, and so this movie is is, is very interesting to me because um, it is horrific, but it is also very dark and, and, and the whole thing, you know, l- layers suicide um, and, and, and depression and, and darkness. Right.
0: And so full disclosure, we, we, we watched this a few days ago. So it's been a few days and I, I thought I would give it a, the old college try and try to see if I can recap it. Um, I, th- <laughs> I think I, I think I've got this one. And and you have to understand this too. And I will I'm going to talk about this in a second. That the version we watched, we watched on, on you know the internet, um, it was <laughs> and it was translated from Korean to Italian and then from Italian to English, which explains so many amazing things about this movie. Like there's anyway, uh, this guy, <laughs> he is um He's out with some friends. He run, he he runs he meets this strange beautiful girl. He kills a butterfly in front of her and she's like, "Fuck that shit. That's a you know, why do you get to kill a butterfly? Like what what makes their lives so insignificant? Here, have some juice." She gives him some juice. Um she's poisoned. She's trying to basically trying to commit suicide murder suicide. Yeah. Uh he survives and then he gets haunted by this ghost of this guy who keeps talking about this book he wrote about like how the will like how if if the will is strong enough, you can survive death. Yeah, you can live forever. And and to prove this, the guy keeps fucking like he gets, he's like, all right, this old man's driving me crazy. I'm gonna fucking do this. And every time he tries to get rid of this guy, this guy keeps coming back. Um, uh, even at one point, and I love this, and I really do. I love this in any fucking movie i ever see, where he comes back as a skeleton. Yeah, like like a fully a fully articulate articulated skeleton. Um, it's like plane trains and automobiles when they're <laughs> driving. Uh, and then he. Uh, he goes on this archaeological dig, main, main character, the guy who didn't get killed from the poison juice. He survived. He he out he got rid of the old guy somehow. Um and then he his friend's like, Here, hold on to these bones for me. And he's like, Okay. And so he assembles the bones and then turns into a beautiful woman who basically says, um, uh I've been I didn't want to marry this guy so I locked myself in a cave and starved myself and I knew I'd come back in 2000 years and I have to eat a human liver yeah. in 7 days or I'm going to turn to to bones again. She may or may not be a dream. We don't know.
1: Yeah, she could be a real ghost or a schizophrenic type of uh vision.
0: Yep. <laughs> and so then the guy ends up working for this like other archaeologist dude and his daughter is this like she was friends with the crazy suicide lady in the beginning of the movie. And she's got this like really like morbid, like, you know, um, everything sucks. I bowl. And then it turns out she's dying and she doesn't want to <laughs> die. And she's she kind of falls in love with the main character, but she's not into she's like, you know, I hate you, but I love you. I hate you. I love you. And then um I don't really know what happens at the end. I love the end. But there's this like, did it happen? Did it not happen? Is it?
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure how to judge the end because there's there's very much uh, layering types of stories. At first, she wants to die, and then she wants him to die because the woman who tried to kill him was her friend, yes, and they had a pact, and you know, basically, she went without her, and then it turns out that she's terminal sick, and once that happens, she doesn't want to die, right? And then she gets his head sent in the mail. Um, but then, and then she feels like, oh, I'm comfortable dying because he's in the afterlife waiting for me. But then it turns out he's not dead. And then he doesn't want to die anymore, and it's very
0: <laughs> well. And I think I I think that's one of the things I, I think, is, like, gathered from this movie is that it, it you know it is it's using horror movie tropes for the most part. It like, is. It's about the will. Yeah. It's about the will it, to it, live. I also I mean I took it as like this weird morality thing or not morality yeah. thing more of like a the moral of the story was like hey you know you should be very grateful that you're alive you know because you don't know, you maybe you you wouldn't you know maybe you get terminal or whatever like I think the whole story is this kind of like this this morality fable of like this guy who doesn't appreciate. Who takes life for granted, and how like he comes to realize that he doesn't anymore. Yeah, he he, he doesn't take life for granted anymore, and it, he has to go through all these weird experiences, including a talking dancing skeleton, a flying head, a weird ghost lady yeah, that he has sex with, and he to... wants to eat his liver. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the the sick girl that he kind of falls in love with, but he's like also keeping at bay, and like then he turns into a talking head, and then she goes off into the afterlife with her father, who's got butterfly wings.
1: Yeah, I, I liked this too, because it focuses on the mythology of butterfly equals death, which you don't like butterflies. I'm
0: terrified of them, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I I loved it. I mean, also looking at it, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah. Like the whole house that they shoot in, in, in the woman's house and the dad's house. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. I love the rooms they're They're drenched in that like seventies color, where, like greens and blues. Um, and there's a lot of the butterflies, uh, on the wall. And then in the downstairs, there's like pieces of red. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it. It's very, it's very strange. I don't know if I completely understand it, even the ending, but I, I really liked it. Plus the translations, they were, they were pretty good considering, but, um, I'm going to
0: tell you my two favorite lines from this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: My first line, <laughs> and I, honestly, I, honestly, if I ever, yeah, that was a good one. I actually didn't think of that, but if I ever write my own, like my autobiography, I want it to be titled. Everything tastes like large open spaces. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes. Um, and then this one is like, I'm just waiting for the day that I can use this in context and it'll land properly. I'll fix you up. You idiot piece. That was my other favorite line. Um, I mean, you
1: kind of, you kind of, luckily the translations were good enough that you could kind of gloss over it. Um, I, I liked it. I also think
0: it adds, I mean, uh, in all honesty, it's like, I kind of think, feel like it adds to the, the surreal style of the movie, the, the, the the, the translation, the, 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 um, the, I really did I, I I liked the 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 colors like you were saying like to me and I said this to you when we watched it it reminded me of like if Dario Argento w- was Korean and made a melodrama instead yeah. of Sus- Suspiria he would have made this movie because it has that same like yes. the weird color schemes also has that weird kind of like hey you know what like we're going to take a few leaps of logic here and either you're with us or you're not we don't give a fucking shit. We're not going to hold your hand. We're just going to go in this direction and we're just going to yeah. you know. And I really like that. And and I I'm, I'm joking about the movie not making much sense. It does. It there was a it's a long movie. It feels long.
1: It does feel a little long, especially when you're not really sure what, what's happening. what's happening entirely. Um I like the premise of it cuz it is dark and they basically uh, every line of them is like i want to die yeah <laughs> like yeah and, and uh and it, the whole opening scene is like someone trying to poison someone a stranger that they just met and i think um, there's an
0: element of i mean it's tough when you watch a film outside of its you know that's not in your native language because sometimes you don't know if like there'll be moments where i was laughing and i'm like oh is that, should I be, should i be laughing at it? and i thought about it I was like no I think it's intentional. Like,
1: Yeah, well, especially in, in this one, this movie especially, I like watching the the range of, because of, this one has a tinge of the other types of like, kind of like a goofy, silly, yeah. um, like kind of cover for it. Because, you know, in these time periods that we've been watching, censorship is still really high. Yeah. And so there's this type of like um, comedic value, even though the subject matter is really, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I really liked it. I think, um, Kim Ki-young or I'm sorry, Ki-young Kim. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm sorry. He's not um, going to come back after you. Uh, you don't know. He Man. could rise from the dead and just be like, you fucking and pronounce with my giant, name with, wrong. With
0: giant butterfly um, wings. I would shit myself. Yeah.
1: I think he, he, the same kind of in the, in the um the late 70s and 80s his his popularity kind of dwindled and then in the revival of horror um in, in Korea um he he got like a cult following yeah um, I read that. you know people were finding his his movies and then he paved the way for uh the woon Kim um, who did a tale of two sisters he also did I saw the devil have you ever seen that not
0: yet oh cute. my
1: god but it's great I saw it in the theater uh it I had like a wonderful showing because this poor man, I don't know if he just was like seeing every movie in the theater that day, but we went in Coolidge and uh, this guy just walked in and the whole time um, he would scream and he was screaming and it was like stuff like, like the guy, oh my God. And then he'd be like, no. And, uh, and like, it just kind of made everything better. Was it
0: like that video of the Australian guy with the turkey who just like.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like one of my favorite no, I haven't you, saved it on my phone. You showed but- it to me. Yeah, um he would just yell out like, Oh no. And like it kind of made it great because that's what I felt inside watching it. Um and also um wook Park or Park Chan-wook, yeah. um, who is one of my favorite absolutely. directors. Um
0: I mean, absolutely is he is one of your favorites. Go- I know that. Well,
1: he's he should be. The um Old Boy is notably one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Uh he the last movie he did, um, The Handmaiden. I've seen it. Yet. It's is only- incredible. Yeah. Listen, I I saw it twice in the theater. It is a stunning piece of work. Um, it's very it's uh, an erotic drama, right? Or thriller. Um, it's fucking fantastic. Like I can't believe it wasn't at least nominated for best foreign film. Um, in America, it was it was nominated everywhere else. Yeah. Um, it's in Korean and Japanese. Um, it is. Just probably one of my favorite films that have been made in the past ten years it's it's brilliant but he's he also does uh he did Stoker mm-hmm. um he has a a drama on um AMC which I haven't seen yet called the little drummer girl um I think it's more like a spy drama okay. um but yeah so he had known noti- paved the way for these um you know horror directors of of the 90s and 2000s to really um do horror
0: so yeah and I just think, I think it's interesting that the movie we watch um you know really you can it's 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 interesting to me like how like they were able he was able to you know killer butterfly or whatever was able to get away with so much with so little yeah you know um and I think that's really interesting because now the one thing I will say about Korean films I've seen in the past like that have come out in the past 10 15 years is that they don't seem to I feel like they're almost like they were restrained for so long so now they're just like fuck it you know and they're just going all out and it's just great you know like yeah. um but it's just interesting to me to see how like when you when they when in the 70s when it was a little bit more it was a little bit more difficult to get away with anything um you you still could you know you yep. still could you could still cover a lot of ground in that and i really like this one a lot um it's just weird it's it's like it's not over like you know we you know kind of going with japan we watch house which also has that fairy tale feel, but that one's still distinctly a horror movie. You know, it's a haunted yeah. house. It's still, you know, and then Mister Vampire, which is like, you know, goofy. You know, it's it a, is this, very goofy. It's yeah. very goofy. And then now this, which is like, kind of like dark drama, somber with like touches of like humor to it. You know, yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see like this is what's going on in Asia in like the six, you know, the seventies and eighties. You know, like you know, just kind of like circling through Japan, China, and now um, South Korea, where it's like. You know, I feel like maybe just because I'm so immersed in American culture that like um, I don't I sometimes forget how often like, you know, our folklore and our mythology and our um, you comes know, from. Yeah. Yeah. Well also, but also like how it plays into what we 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 make, like the art that we make, like we make, you know, Transformers and we make like uh, what's that new fucking Jason Statham? Um, I don't know. Jason Statham in The Theory. Rock.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. It's the
0: new Fast and the Furious thing. Oh. Exactly. You don't know what I'm talking about because it doesn't matter.
1: Um, um, I know about Fast and the Furious mostly because the Fast and the Furious house is right on my block. What? Yeah, it's right there. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, Bob's Market is right down the street. Oh, yeah? Uh, okay. Don't stalk me, please. But,
0: yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, you know, it's it's really interesting to me, like, with, with Japanese films we've watched and... and, and Chinese and and Korean that like their, I mean, their, their, their background, their folklore, their history is such a prevalent part of their story and their art that I I feel like it's just, it's kind of sad that we don't, we don't almost have that same thing. On our end, you know, and it's just an observation that like... Yeah,
1: uh, I think I, I... Well, most of our... Obviously, um, people forget this, but America is a melting pot of so many yes. different cultures. And so a lot of our stuff is is borrowed from all of these cultures, which kind of makes it great um, because we just have so many stories to go through. But technically, they're just passed down stories. I mean, uh, I think... Asia is really cool because we see a lot of the folklore um, come through, and even the Americanized versions of it, even though they're all bad, um, you know, like The Grudge, like The Uninvited, yeah. um, even Spike Lee's Old Boy, which is really fucking bad. I'm, I can't, I tried to watch it, and I got so mad that I turned it off after 20 minutes. It was just really bad. Yeah. It was the worst movie I ever made, but. Yeah, I think um, I I really like taking a look at this international horror, especially Asia. I think these movies are just so fucking special um and you could see the influence that um other countries played i mean even when we were in China and Japan and you see a lot of italian horror too yeah. um you know everyone's influenced you know we're influenced by this type of horror and they're influenced by this type of horror and it's kind of yeah. great it's a great look at the world um and and filmmaking and and stuff like that so i don't know i i i loved it
0: yeah i really very enjoyed very rich
1: it. ghost stories you know angry feminine goes
0: <laughs> yeah we don't get a lot of those anymore so uh
1: yeah so yeah i think um i think we'll i think we have one more um in asia yeah yeah one more in asia and then we move to europe yep. so uh stay tuned for our, our our around the world trip and if you have any suggestions you want to throw at us please um let us know
0: yeah all right bye bye